0: Welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. I'm your host, Jennifer Kite Powell. And before I go in to this next guest, I want to tell you guys a little story about a road trip I took in December. that's really nice. Anyway, picture this. I'm driving to the desert, the Chihuahuan Desert in far west Texas. Normally, that time of year, at the end of the year, I like to get away and sort of take up everything that's come in for the whole year and go to a really big open space and just shove it out there and get rid of it. And normally, that's the ocean or the beach. And when I lived in Europe, you know, I could drive eight hours and literally have gone through like six countries. Uh, Not for France. France was pretty big. But now in Texas, I knew that I could still go eight hours and still be in Texas, so I decided to go to this sort of magical place uh, in far west Texas. Not just west Texas, but far west Texas to the town of Marfa. And I always thought that was funny when they would say, oh, it's in far west Texas, which reminded me of when I was living in Maine a very long time ago. And my friend Jennifer would say, hey, we're going to go down east to Pembaquid Point. And I'm like, how can we go down east when we're going up the coast? It was very very confusing for me, but I realized that you know that in that part of the world you're moving east, you're going down east, which is the easternmost part of Canada. So here in Texas, far west Texas, is this little pocket past the West Texas down, nestled on close to the Mexico and Texas border. It's um about 59 miles from there. And Marfa is a place that is like no other I've ever experienced, and I've traveled all over the world. It's a combination of multi-generational ranchers, artists, filmmakers, storytellers, um, transients, hippies, uh, pretty much every kind of person, about 2,000, under 2,000 people there. And in the 70s, an artist from New York City, Donald Judd, who was considered to be sort of the founding element of minimalism decided that he had had enough it was enough he couldn't expand the way he wanted to the I'm paraphrasing the uh, art scene was maybe just like encroaching on his creative spirit so he goes to Marfa Texas where he takes his art his installations and sort of makes them bigger sort of just moves them out into the desert and so he buys up old buildings that have this beautiful like 1930s architecture and he puts other architects in there he allows people that are studying art architecture film to sort of move into these spaces so they can create without you know a box around them yeah that's how I want to say it without a box around them and now today the town is full of creativity um I'd say there's about 19 galleries in a town of under 2,000 people um everywhere you go you feel this sense of um And this sense of you can do anything you want to do. Maybe people are on the run. Maybe people have just decided that they can't take it anymore and they just want to go and start over. At any rate, I'm going to leave you with the idea of this town in far west Texas, sort of a desert town that has like a tinge of green in it, in the in the landscape, in the horizontal line before it all drops off. You can see little jagged little remnants of the past of what was a mountain, but the most interesting thing about this area is that it was the ocean. but 265 million years ago, this whole area was the ocean. And you get a sense of that. You get a sense that you're on the bottom of a sea. And I really like the idea of traveling to a desert that was the ocean. Because you can feel it. And you can sense it. And so that is where I met the next guest. Alexis Nicole Smith. And she has a very interesting space that we're going to talk about. So stay with us, stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly.
1: Powered by Riverside.
0: Here comes my favorite part, everybody. Yeah, you guys know I love this, right? Oh yeah, we did this before. Yeah, I'm grooving. yeah like little. we're grooving. We're grooving. Someone told me today. Food, 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 food. Someone told me today on LinkedIn. They said, "Oh my God, I love that music." And I said, "I'm obsessed with this soundtrack. Just obsessed with it." So, um, anyway, welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. I am your host Jennifer Kite Powell, and I have a co-host today with me, Andrea Trammell.
1: Hey, hello, Andrea. hello.
0: And you guys probably might know this, but Andy, also we call her Andy, she was featured last week on last week's episode, so it's a great podcast with her name on it, so you need to go look that up after this, but um, Andy's joining me today because one, she's funny, and two, she's channeling sort of the same energy as our guest today, Alexis Nicole Smith, and that channel is sort of like a stevie nicks vibe i'm sorry ladies i have to say it but welcome to the show alexis hi thank you
1: great to be here
0: i'm so happy that you're here with us i have so many things to talk about with you we're so excited about your space and what you're doing so many things to talk about but first i want to say that one of the things i asked alexis before the show was you know give me your full name and i when i met her i had met her as alexis Smith and she wrote back to me Alexis Nicole Smith because she's retaking her middle name which I think is absolutely brilliant like what is the strategy behind that like where did that come from? Um, well
1: so I just have never felt comfortable in my name which is uh, it's just a thing that really? I've, I was given and like <laughs> by somebody well, else well so originally yeah. my name was supposed to be something else and then my aunt named her son the nickname of what my name was going to be, so my mom couldn't use it. <laughs> so my name was kind uh, of like a <laughs> Not necessarily oh that way. Um so yeah. yeah, I've been working through the last year just like really trying to reclaim like the yeah. power that is in my name and the fullness of my name. So yeah. yeah.
0: I love I love that. I love that because I think names mean a lot to people. I mean I people call me Jen all the time when I introduce myself to them. I'm like, I'm not sure I said my name was Jen. It's Jennifer. It's Jennifer. And your point is so valid. We are given those names, right? We have pretty much nothing to do with it. And I lived in Europe for a very long time and I always felt like my name was Jean you know, because Ooh, I, I was like, I'm gonna be this person, right? It's a good name, right? So I think names are really important. I love it that you're taking it taking it back. My middle name is Lee, so I don't think I'm going to use that for a while. I'm going <laughs> to stick with Jennifer. But um now you're in Marfa, Texas. Mm-hmm. And Marfa, Texas is what they call far west Texas, which I love because when I lived in New England, they had a thing called down east Maine and i always thought that was crazy because i thought how could you be in portland maine all the way east and then go down east which meant go up the coast so i i never understood that right exactly i saw you make a face by the way alexis is on a video today (laughs) and so when i went i went to marfa for the first time over the holidays which is where i met alexis nicole smith and i was like the far far west what is this all about far west it is far away like they just don't mean West Texas. They mean 59 miles from Mexico, Texas. Yeah, it's like the
1: farthest west.
0: <laughs> yes. I like that. That should be the logo, the farthest <laughs> west. and But it was interesting because you are from East Texas, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Which could not be more opposite than the farthest west Texas. Yeah, that's kind of the and, point, really. <laughs> I love that. Well, do you want to talk about that? I mean, were you drawn to Marfa? Had you been to Marfa and... How, how did you get from East Texas, which is kind of lush and green, I think. There's lakes there. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Marfa, and it's a beautiful desert, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, so my mom um, grew up in West Texas. So as a kid, we used to come out here all the time um, for, like, spring break camping out at the Big Bend National Park, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, okay. But okay. then I guess about, like, Ooh. Gosh, how long have I been here now? Wow. Um, about, like, seven or eight years ago, um, I kind of just had a moment where I had a complete breakdown outside of an olive garden in McKinney, Texas. And... (laughs)
0: Olive Garden will give anybody yeah. a breakdown. Hey, hey, like,
1: hey, be careful now. Don't knock on the breadsticks. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Watch yourself.
2: <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, had a had a total <laughs> breakdown, and that next day was like, mm, no, I'm moving to West Texas. I can't do this anymore. So then I did.
0: Wow. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, sometimes I think those moments are meant to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Those spiritual moments where... You literally just everything collides, all the atoms and molecules, and you're like, "I'm out of here." And so, had you know, you knew about Marfa, obviously, from Mm -hmm. your childhood, but when you got there as a (laughs) grown-up, did you? Was there something about Marfa that grounded you in some way, or something? Because Marfa is very special; like, it has a lot of very unique energy, I think, Mm -hmm. running through it. And what was it about it that? made you realize that was the right decision. You know, it's
1: um it's funny. I didn't originally land in Marfa because it was never about Marfa. Um I originally landed oh, outside of Fort Davis. Um so I was like living in a barn on a vineyard for like six the first six months that I was here. Um but it was in the mountains and it was so far away from everything. And the thing about this place is it's not about Like, all of the things that people come here for nowadays, I guess, which is mostly, Mm. like, art Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, tourism. But it's more about the lifelines of this land. Like, it is unlike Mm -hmm. anything else. And beyond that, these are some of the darkest skies in the country. So when you're standing outside, yeah. even in Marfa, you can be downtown Marfa, look up and see the entire Milky Way. Um, yeah. so it's wow. it's really special. It's a very cosmic but also heavily rooted landscape. So
0: I, I I would that's a great that's a really beautiful description of Marfa because I felt that it was there was a very vibrational energy in mm-hmm. that town. It was tender, a little bit tender, a little bit wildly tumultuous, yes. you know, you <laughs> feel the the collision, that's oh, yes. the right word, collision yeah. of sort of so many cultures, ranchers, recluses, oilmen, writers, mm-hmm. but also this really multi-generational infusion, you know, when it was still Mexico. I actually did a little research and found that there were so many Europeans that came over to be ranchers. Mm -hmm. when it was still Mexico and I think is it that like little tum that washing machine of all of these people living in this desert that creates that energy that that beautiful I I I love that because when you do go outside you're right everybody when you go outside she's right the Milky Way is clear as a Milky Way bell and it's almost like you're in a snow globe that the sky looked rounded Mm -hmm. to me it felt it felt rounded and Um, I kept running into Alexis, by the way, everybody. I kept running into her in the morning, my first morning when I was walking. She was at the Sentinel waiting for a coffee, and uh, I was in there, and I, like, nodded, and I was like, this person has a really good energy. And then I ran into her again outside in front of her store with my beagle, and I had been sort of one of those people with greasy little handprints on her window. Like, when is this store ever going to be open? (laughs) And I felt this big connection to whatever uh, Alexis was leaving behind her as she walked around town. And one of the first conversations we had was about how um, it felt, I said, it felt like, it feels like the sea. It feels like the ocean here. And, and then she told me this amazing story. Tell me this story. Yeah, I
1: mean, is that the ocean? It's, it sounds like the ocean
2: <laughs> it's just get transported.
1: it was the ocean yeah. it was the, it I was mean, the ocean the Thank thing you. about this land that it's, once you're out in it it becomes incredibly mm-hmm. evident this was the ocean floor like millions of years ago but when you're yeah 265 yeah, million years yeah. ago many many millions <laughs> Um Lots. like way before the Ice Age, uh before both of the Ice Ages, um, we had this like really beautiful this whole entire place was the bottom of the ocean. And so when you're looking at the mountains and even the the, the flora of this particular region, you can really see it once you know that it's it's just so clear. I
0: think in that is so true. Once you know it, in your mind you're thinking it, but you don't know it. And then you know it, and instantly you're right. Everything looks like this was on the ocean floor, and these jagged little mm-hmm. tubes of what's left is spurred up around. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, true. even the
1: plants themselves, like you can you can look at the plants and, and notice how they kind of carry the spirit of like a long-lost seaweed or a coral, um, oh, like some that. deep ocean plant that is like the last – remnants of the spirit of the ancient ocean it's really really sacred
0: and and it's so it is I think sacred's a good word it's like hello ocean in the desert and I you've talked a lot of times about just recently the plants and the native plants and so uh, talk to me a little bit about how, I know you have a shop now and I'm it, I'm so fascinated by it but also you made sort of a a move from one iteration of that shop with plants mm-hmm. right with marfa plants to where you are now. So what what talk to us a little bit about the first concept that you have of where you are. Yeah. Out.
1: Um it has been a journey.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> all good things yeah, are journey. Yeah. I right? mean
1: this business has it started in sort of a similar vein as to to where it is now, but then kind of went through this funny like little roller coaster. Where it began as like marfa plants which literally was just i had all of these seedlings that i was growing for myself (laughs) and i was like i'm not they are all surviving they're all thriving i don't know what to do with them i can't plant all of them um so i took them all to the local farmer's market i I have to call it something marfa plants blah 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 they're we're in marfa they're plants blah blah yeah. yeah, so then I, I, I had also had all of these, um, I used to make jewelry quite a lot, which I'm getting back into recently, which is fun, coming full circle with that, but um, I yeah. used to make a lot of like um, like talismanic pieces, like, like amulets made of a lot of like wood and mm-hmm. bone and found objects and things like that. And so I had a bunch of that stuff that I it was just like sitting around collecting dust. So I put it on the table with all of my plants and <laughs> then it became a thing <laughs> where I was at the farmers yeah, market but you, every that's... Saturday and then, um, realized, you know, I've been making herbal preparations for myself forever and, um, realized, wow, this is a thing that other people actually want too. So then I started trickling that in, um, and then it became this thing where um, I became like I took a bunch of um, of courses through um, the Herbal Academy of New England and just to like yes. beef up my herbal skills. And of
0: course, of course, it makes sense. Like add a little add a little knowledge in there on top of yeah, window.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then from that, it suddenly became this thing where like, people were coming to me about herbs and <laughs> and th- things in that so vein. That's- but I was like, holy cow, okay.
0: That's what I wanted to that's what I wanted to ask you because you are a shining star mm. in all of the Marfa-ness, right? So like you said, it is an art town. I think it's a nature, you know, big bend is there. But there are nineteen galleries in a town of under two thousand Wow. Yeah. Less than <laughs> seventeen hundred people. <laughs> right? Oh less than seventeen hundred now, okay. Right. Marf'a's I mean on the media, but yeah, sorry, it's Wikipedia. It's on the list
1: now. I'm adding it. <laughs> Gotta
0: go it's to almost- Marfa. It's- Okay, you're adding it to your I've list. I've got a list. Good. We'll do Moab, and then you'll do. Mar-a- Don't come on. on a
1: Tuesday. There's nothing open. Okay.
0: <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, to open that's on a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'll, a... I'll just stare at the stars. That's what. Yes. That that sold me right there. That's like <laughs> actually huge.
0: There you go. It's pretty remarkable too. This the the sky. Mm-hmm. You just sort of it sort of stops you in your tracks when you're out at night mm-hmm. there. Um. But your 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 space is sort of situated between a gallery. And then another sort of co- a shop that's sort of a hybrid of Esperanza There's a little bit of everything, like vintage mm-hmm. clothes, you know, some gallery. And then there's your space, which literally is just beaming light out of the window. It's the strangest thing, everybody. It's it's a huge in a very old building, but the all front is glass, and she's got this uh, this white fainting sofa in the front when you come in but you're immediately taken by the botanical aromatherapy apothecary herbal smells but there's pieces of art everywhere there's um you know sculpted scorpions that are made out of copper wires there's beautiful jewelry crafted from metals um, and making amulets and natural crystals and stones and you even have something from jessica guernsey in portland oregon who i own a piece Mm -hmm. of her stuff which is strange Yeah, and I feel like it's a combination of sculpture and, oh, you have vintage cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. And then, uh oh, and and this fantastic lamp, which I have not stolen yet, uh, from something like 1950, and it's this beautiful Mm -hmm. woman dancing in some, like, Egyptian garb. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. But it's pretty magical in there. It's pretty magical Thank you. And... Uh, yeah, and I I guess my you started this though you went for Marfa plants but in 2020 you opened your brick and mortar shop during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah.
1: So this is oh, a, this is a So journey. talk to
0: us. We want um, because it wasn't. Andy and I want to know I, yeah. how the.
2: But Jennifer, are you gonna link her store and everything? So.
0: Oh, well, 100. Okay. We're gonna link her store, and yeah, thank you, Andy. It's also Telo Botanica's. Okay. For Texas, and we're gonna link it. We're gonna tag it. I should have started with that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there it, imperfect I love the podcast it. that it is yeah um <laughs> well Andy you just throw it throw it throw it in there every now and then when we're it. talking just toss it into toss this conversation okay.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean the story of the space is actually um it, it's wild it's I, I still don't know how it happened um because I wasn't <laughs> looking to open a store I was working um at my friend's flower shop which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but it was just this tiny little space, and the person who had the space before me just randomly emailed me one day and she was like, Hey, I don't know if you have any interest in opening a store, but I'm getting rid of this space if you want it. And I was like, Okay, um, I have no money. I don't know how to do that. I don't know what any <laughs> of that looks like. Um, and so I was talking to my friend who owned the flower shop about it, and she said, Hold on, wait a minute. I was just thinking about how I wanted more space. Why don't we go in on it together? And I was Incredible. like, okay, well, that sounds like a thing. We can do that. I can manage half of a store. <laughs> yeah, half of a store I yeah, can do. Yeah, right? so it originally, um, <laughs> we opened, we made all of these plans um, in October of 2019 um that was like when we decided we were gonna do it we signed the lease in October we were like getting ready to move in on January 1st was the day that we had access to the space and so (laughs) we originally we opened Mm -hmm. as Ocotillo Botanica and Magic Hour Marfa which was my friend's flower shop she's also uh, a wedding planner and so we opened our doors on January 17th. Her with like an already existing inventory, me just trying to make what I had already look bigger than it was <laughs> on the $5 I had yeah, in my pocket. <laughs> oh my God. That's
0: amazing. Um, and
1: her, um, her, our friend made most of the, the, like the, shelves on the walls were built by friends um, okay. a lot of the furniture I built myself too um, we were gifted what? a lot of things um, so it just kind of came together in this really miraculous way yeah it's a beautiful thank sp- you it's a, it's a beautiful thank you space. and we opened January 17th and it was great and we were killing it and we were we had hired a couple of people we were having such a great time <laughs> and then March 17th was the shutdown <laughs> oh. And we were like, oh, <laughs> but it was really great because she was um, she was pregnant and she was like, you know, really overworking herself. And after she had the baby, we just kind of had this talk and was like, OK, I have to let something go. And this space is it. And I thought about, you know, renting the other half of the space to someone else. But then it just felt like, you know, I had never had a space by myself before. And, yeah. um yeah, that felt even like a house. I'd never had a house to myself before I never had like a shop space yeah. so it was kind of this crazy moment where I was like, all right we'll just yeah okay
0: <laughs> it, you know it's almost like you can't run away you couldn't run no. away from it so the yeah. universe I was just was, like there. you the space and you was like, I don't know yeah yeah and I think sometimes it's it wasn't gonna let you run no. away from it it was I mean, it would it, it would have come back around person. in some way uh,
1: but yeah. it was really, thats yeah, so serendipitous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I started – the thing with, with the evolution, like, this shop, it just keeps evolving over and over and over again. And I really appreciate that aspect of it. Like, even right now, where I have, like, the windows are all um, papered up because for the last 48 hours, I've been frantically rearranging everything and pulling everything out of the store and, and cleaning and changing it again. Um, so it feels yeah. good, but well, it's really – like the shop itself opened as just like herbs. We're an apothecary. And I had like little hints of yeah. other things tucked away in places because I was so nervous yeah. about how the community would receive me in my yeah. fullness.
0: Well, wow. Let's let's put let's put a line in that one for a minute and just have a talk. So here you are in a town that's pretty open as far as I can tell, right? Mm-hmm. Very art forward, very, I mean, you guys, they didn't have a police force in 2019. They voted they didn't want one. So it seems like a pretty open place. Wow. But what part of you was nervous about what you were doing was because, I know, no police force. I think we do. We have one, now, we have know, one right? now, yeah. Way too many of them. Yeah, they got one back. They voted no. <laughs> oh, now there's too many of them, yeah. Um, I only saw four of them having dinner at Jets that night, just four, and they were all eating gigantic yeah. hamburgers. Sorry. Sorry, policemen. Um, uh. I think the question I guess is, is what was it that you were worried about? Well, the fact that you might be doing energy healing or, mm, you know, mm -hmm. magical herbalism, divination. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I have always been, um, it's like just ingrained in me. I've always been a mystical, magical person. That's just how I operate. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's what ignites me. Um, is seeing the magic and everything. and
0: Yeah, that's what your website says, yeah. which I love. A company founded, I'm going to read it because it really touched me. A company founded on the idea that we do not need to go far to find the magic we mm-hmm. need. I love that. And that, I know, love right? And, and you really focused on general herbalism as the primary focus with the local plant mm-hmm. life, which I have so much respect for. But because of who you are, you knew somehow you wanted to make that journey with the energy healing and the apothecary items. And mm-hmm. to me, that's just an extension of of basically having general herbalism in a city. So I guess I'm just curious, what was it that you were? really Yeah,
1: I mean, growing up in East Texas, first of all,
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I need like
1: I a drum roll in on that very, one. Very, um, very conservative family that was not okay. open to. Any of the things that I do
0: now. <laughs> um, or that who, I mean, who that define who you yeah, are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, my existence is um, sort of like the opposite of what I was born into. So it was a really interesting lesson for me of, of like owning who I am and not backing down on that. And opening the store was very much like that because I didn't I was so afraid that like people would reject this um aspect of me that that i would be um you know ostracized from the community because of uh. my beliefs and my practices and it's funny you know it it ha- it happened it absolutely happened the moment oh wait yeah well so the moment that
0: okay. i um i don't have a booing <laughs> sound so i can't you I your sounds to...
1: Um, really incorporate the authenticity of who I am and like really show that and allow that to shine suddenly there were all these rumors that I was in a cult people were talking bad about me um and then there was just, like, this like this is bananas oh, this yeah. is um
0: this is probably like millions of year hundreds of thousands of year old human yeah. behavior you get scared of what you don't know, so you torment and exactly, persecute. Exactly, exactly. And that's
1: what I was so afraid of, was that this would happen. But I have found throughout the the reformation of this space, um, especially in like the changes that we're making now, um, the more I step into my authenticity, the less I really care about that. And also, the more people who are aligned with my practices and my beliefs step into the door, like yourself, Um, where it's just so crazy to me, like watching that happen. Um, for For a minute there, we had this crazy, just dry spell where no one was coming in and buying anything. It was just dead like crickets.
0: And how can someone walk past that store and not even come in and buy? I was literally salivating at the window the day I, I drove in there. You. <laughs> because, yeah, I know. I kept running into because there were these ma- ma- like just the art, mm. the sculptural pieces that are even in there are just so, like. Enticing, mm. right? The I was just needed to get my hand on that sculptural Scorpio because I am a Scorpio. But, mm-hmm. but I, but I don't see how that can be. Po- I don't see how you can walk past uh, Ossetella Botanica. <laughs> Got it in there. You were close. <laughs> I don't see how you can walk Ossetella Botanica. <laughs> Give me the right way. I'm t- just go ahead. Let el- it el- out there. <laughs> oh my God! I'm not. Yeah. I- Ocotillo, i'm not close at he all alexis close. nicole smith that was not <laughs> closer no, than some Tio. <laughs> okay well but okay that was the what and you showed not, me
2: right jennifer the the picture that yes, was what you yes.
0: okay that was the shop yes. you from. exactly love it yes exactly that yes that's the one I, yeah exactly so um okay so nobody was buying yeah it was boo, really weird I'm doing manual and sounds. um
1: and so okay. i made this i it was The middle of the day, and this always happens when it's slow. I I get kind of a wild hair and decide I need to change everything.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) But it was the middle of the day. It had been a long day. I had seen like four people. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to change the windows. I'm just going to change the windows. And I put the most mystical things I could think of in the window display.
0: Oh, I love that. Just like yeah, I was there. just like,
1: this is who we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is um, well. Actually, again, coming back to your point, stepping into yes, authenticity. Yes, exactly.
1: And by doing that, it was like I just broke the seal, and That's suddenly beautiful. we just had this flow of people coming in that were actually like in alignment with the things that we do here. Where people That's were, crazy. I was having these crazy. Um, mystical intellectual conversations with people and um, like people coming in asking questions about specific things that they needed or or assistance that they needed in a like mystical formation and um, so it was really crazy to like be having this moment where nothing was working and then just shoving our authenticity just right there in the open Ah. and being like this is who we are (laughs) take it or leave it and then it kind of ha- worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I literally could be like, as a life, I'm taking this. Andy, Andy said that she was, for 2023, she's going to carry around like talking points with her to talk to people <laughs> that she only wants to talk about certain mm-hmm. things with certain people. And I think stepping into your authenticity is definitely now one of my talking points for 2023 mm-hmm. because... I believe that i believe that if you hide who you are you're living in darkness and in fear and how can you have any passion in life if you're not being authentic to yourself and i think people want to be authentic but they're afraid because of societal programming Mm -hmm. and so your tactic of just okay you know what this is who we are shoving it out there where people felt yeah you know vulnerable, comfortable, words, to come in and... A big,
1: a big part in. of my journey for, for this year, and this came from a, a conversation that I had with one of my um, mentors, uh, like, I don't know, four months ago or so. Um, mm-hmm. I had this this just, like, moment of realization that this space is not here to, you know, sell pretty things or to, to hold... Um, <laughs> trinkets and souvenirs this space is a temple that is meant to be a lighthouse for those who are in need of these services who are in need of guidance who are in need of the offerings that we have to be drawn to so
0: and i think that's like you know, we talk. I talk a lot on these podcasts with a lot of entrepreneurs, which you are a retail mm-hmm. entrepreneur and a spiritual entrepreneur. Can we believe yeah. that? And uh, and um, a lot of a lot of things they say is that when they first started out, they do the niche things mm-hmm. first, right? You do the things that you know are going to ground you with people, like sort of the niche things. But when you start to really become authentic, you realize that you have to go to the the point like creating this is to be a temple a place where people can come and get what they need Mm -hmm. to get and we need more of that in the world and i think that you feel that when you go into ocotillo botanica for sure um which brings me to this next question so what what are the things that you're offering to people now i know that you do um, rituals of fire you do plant spirit healings and you also have a class that's coming up that you guys hasn't even been promoted yet. We're promoting it right here on Tiny Little Victories on February 5th. I would love to talk about this live and virtual class with you. It's called Planetary Days: Attuning to the Cosmos with Daily Practice. Oh, so yeah, get yeah. that, get yeah. that on there. Yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about that because it's live and virtual. So before all of you guys get freaked out because you're not in Marfa, you don't need to be. Although you do need to go. Tell yeah. us, what is what, going to happen in this class and where will we be able to Absolutely. sign up?
1: Absolutely. So um, this is a class that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And um, I, I heard this thing on uh, on TikTok a, a while back that really stuck with me. That's like talking about how like the, the craziest and most powerful thing that I have ever done is um, somehow I programmed my brain to tell me that because I know a thing, it's common sense. Like it's not cool because I know it. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been like tricking myself into believing that, um, no one else thinks that this is cool. Um, it's just me. Oh my heard, but God. here, you're, here we you're, are. You're, um, your retail's- I decided that this was the time. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. February 5th, um, from okay. six, six, I think from six to 8 PM central standard time. I'll have to double check that. Time. I forget.
0: Um, yeah, you double check that. We'll put it in the notes yeah, for everybody. Yeah. But just so everybody knows that the planet planetary hours yeah are part of an ancient system where one of the seven classical planets is given rulership over each day and various yes. parts of the day. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So yeah. we'll be discussing <laughs> the seven classical planets, um, which are all of the planets yeah. that can be seen with the naked eye, um, and looking at them not only from a mystical perspective, but also looking at some scientific evidence that kind of backs up the mystical perspective. Um, and yeah. learning about like the planetary days, um, of course, these seven classical planets correspond to each of the seven days of the week. But then there's also the planetary hours where each hour of each day corresponds with a specific planet. So when you're working with the planets in a specific way, um, it can be really helpful to know this information so that you can amplify that planetary energy in your working. And with that we'll learn a little bit about correspondences and, and all of that good stuff. But then we'll also talk about like daily rituals that we can utilize to incorporate those planetary influences in our day to day. And they don't have to be complex or anything. Like for example, um, Wednesday is the day of Mercury. And Mercury is the ruler of communication, so that's why I was like, we have to rec- we have to do this on a Wednesday.
0: <laughs> it's oh, you know happening, what, Alexis. I got I got because I was yep. just gonna ask you, yeah, Wednesday, and, and- Andy loves that, but <laughs> that's true. I asked her, she's, we have to do it today. I'm like, okay, whatever, we we'll yeah. do it today. So that's why, because Wednesday is Mercury. Yes. Yeah, Mercury- yeah, yeah. This has been so, a great day. Yeah, this has so been a great day, actually. I like think little
1: keep- kind of tiny little bit of, of what we'll be talking about is like okay. how we can utilize these planetary energies to help amplify every aspect of our life um, because by aligning with them the the energies just kind of are a little bit easier like on Wednesdays it's a little easier mm-hmm. to like correspond with emails and, and record podcasts and do yeah, all that I kind of it. stuff so <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, actually it's been a great communications day for me and that started in the morning had some other podcasts, some, like, intro outros mm-hmm. and some other good comms with people. So, yeah, it's been a really good – I'm going to book all everything on Wednesdays. Can I, can I ask
2: a question really fast, Jennifer, for Alexis? I have you a question, Ask Alexis. it slowly if you'd like. You can do it. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Go with Mercury Retrograde, okay, mm-hmm. so that is, you know, what we all kind of, you know, when our phones are wonky or, you know, the FFA cancels, you know, 8,000 flights or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is the Wednesday – The communications day is that kind of like our our door of during retrograde to have a little bit better communication. That's the day to kind of like sneak in the travel. Like what what do you what do you you know? Good
1: question. Well, um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I never like to say that uh, Mercury retrograde because it gives you a bad taste. I like to think of it as a retro upgrade.
0: I love it. Um,
1: Okay. So it's a time period that you know we, mainstream media has created a lot of, um, yes. a lot of fear around Mercury retrograde, but really it's presenting an opportunity for us to learn about the ways that we communicate with other people, um, and about you know how we communicate with ourselves we double-check our writing before we submit it. You know, we're, like, being more proactive and aware, and that's what Mercury Retrograde is all about. Uh, so uh,
0: the time period is... I'm going to jump into this microphone. I'm so excited about that because you're yeah. right. Why do we have to go with the media folly of retrograde being yeah. negative? Like, it's an opportunity. I love it. Like you said, it's so inspiring. It's better because yeah. usually you hear people walking, oh, it's Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> yeah. all like... But yeah. no, it's not it's like true. it's an opportunity. It's I've really, Yeah, been and one I mean, of them. I've been sure. one of them yeah.
2: sometimes.
0: But now you're going to be a convert, though, I'm right? I'm changing it. It's, an it's great. I mean,
2: and you're sure, yeah,
1: your okay. cell phone's going to be wonky, and you're uh, you're probably going to like get a weird letter from the IRS that you don't understand, and you're probably going to have some conversation where you're like, ah, why did I say that? But again, they're all opportunities to learn. Um, they're not just like happening to us, they're happening for us. So um, it's really oh, a supportive time. I love Mercury retrograde.
0: <laughs> I what I mean? what well, You're calling it. Are we gonna change officially changing it to Mercury, Mercury upgrade? Retro Upgrade? Mercury Retro Upgrade. Love it. I'm gonna put that in. Retro Upgrade. Yeah.
1: Love retro upgrade. Retro that was passed to me. I can't. I can't coin that myself. That was passed to me by my beloved mentor Isis Andrea of the Academy of Oracle Arts. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you, Isis that one's Andrea. Not on. But Isis we are Andrea, now giving it. She, we'll give it to Alexis <laughs> now.
0: Well, it's it's um, it just makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Like, it just makes sense. And so, how long is the class? What is um? What is the so
1: time? I have it blocked out for about a two-hour class. Um, okay. It may not end up being the full two hours, but I like to do a full two to allow time for discussion and questions at the end because it's a it's a it's kind of a heady topic, but um, I don't yeah. like to rush and my Mercury yeah, is in Sagittarius, which means that I talk and talk and talk and talk about the things that I love. So.
0: <laughs> what day is February 5th, yes, Alexis? Uh,
1: February 5th is, let me
0: pull out my handy dandy. I hope, oh, it's a Wednesday. I don't,
1: actually, I don't remember <laughs> if it is or not. Um, I aligned it because, no, it's a Sunday. Um, yeah, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday, it's okay, what about Sunday? full moon in leo so um okay yeah 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 getting all of that yummy solar energy to help enlighten us as we learn i love that
0: so now that you've been in the shop in uh botanica see i'm going in there um how how many what is what is it what has been the response now that you've been more your authentic self like what do you feel has changed for you and for the people in the town with with space, mm. um,
1: you know, this is an interesting. I feel like the the community itself. It's still um, it's hard to tell how I am received because there there you know a handful of, of community members that that come in here regularly, but most of the local community, I honestly really don't see. Um, so for me, I'm shocked it's, by that. You know, I'm, I'm
0: not. <laughs> Just, I'm actually shocked by that. Okay, I you're not sure, shocked, as long but as as, I have, as, I'm as all surprised. But okay. um, now it's interesting because I came to visit there, and you know, was like, of course, this would be here. This is they're so lucky. Mm-hmm. This is here, isn't this an amazing place? But you bring up it's interesting to when you live in a place versus when you visit a place. You know, I think things are always mm-hmm, a little bit different. Absolutely,
1: and you have to remember. I mean, this is this is rural texas so
0: (laughs) it is 59 miles from the texas mexico Mm -hmm. border it is sits in the middle of the chihuahuan Mm -hmm. desert it is rural texas there's ranchers there's uh you know farmers i saw a lot of botanic um hydroponic Mm -hmm. farms i guess growing as i drove in um that makes sense i mean just because there's art there doesn't mean everybody's progressing there (laughs)
1: Marfa, yes. <laughs> I, I like to to think to say that Marfa's not as progressive as it wants itself to be. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's, we're, it's, we're growing, I like- we're learning, we're evolving, and yeah. the community continues yeah. to evolve and to learn and to grow. And that's all we can do. And that's, again, yeah. the point of being a lighthouse is to an opportunity for others to learn and to grow and the the prayer that I lay down every morning before I open the shop is that someone when they walk in they leave with something that they did not have before whether that is a glittering ritual tool or a tiny piece of wisdom <laughs> that ignites the spark in their heart um,
0: I you know what? I think all businesses should be like that. It's more humane. And I love that you're that you're bringing that to people and I'm excited for the the service that I worked mm-hmm. with you on that's coming to me in the next month or so because I I feel like my journey is I'm still making my journey mm-hmm. and I think everybody's still on yeah. a journey. I mean, life is, and, and so many of us don't want to think we're on a journey, right? We just, we go with the programming, we keep our hearts closed. We don't think that any anything is just there to, we'll pay for this, we'll leave, and that's it. Like, maybe that's okay. But I think that we need to change uh, globally, locally, our behavior, our humanity, our our hearts need to be opened more to the possibilities mm. of what's inside and what's available to us from the universe and the spiritual world. Yeah. So... I'm that's was so happy to have met you and um was so in sort of entranced by this space of yours and what it's created and I I think you have the better words than I had and I'm a writer where you're talking about being a temple and a place where it's a lighthouse and I think we need this everybody needs yeah, a lighthouse yeah yeah I
1: mean that's that's you know the biggest prayer for myself for for how I show up and and what I do is it's not that I'm successful. It's not that I'm popular. It's mm. not that I'm like, you know, um, I, if that was the case, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Um, or I'd be doing it yeah, in a very well, different I mean, way. I guess does
0: make any money, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah exactly, oh, I think you have to do that. Yeah, tell you and love. the
1: prayer for for what I do, the what I really want to accomplish in this life is to in some way be of benefit and service to the entire web of life for the liberation of all beings. So it's not just about me. It's not just about, you know, yeah. the people that walk in here, but then also the people that encounter them on a daily basis and the people that those people oh, it's encounter. Spreads, yeah. you know, it's all about this beautiful web of interconnectedness that we're sitting here within. I love that. And if we're thinking about ourselves, it's um, it's not going to get very far.
0: No, it's not. Well, oh, that's kind of what's been happening. I love that, and I'm so thankful that you're saying that prayer for mm-hmm. all of us because. We need it. We need to start somewhere so that it can be Mm -hmm. spread somewhere. And so before we go, and I I know you're busy reshuffling the store around for another great idea you have, but is there anything, I mean, I'm going to send people to your Mm -hmm. website, but is there one thing you want people to know about some of the services that you're offering now? Because I know you have a lot of things that you're doing. You are an apothecary. Mm -hmm. You you do so many things, hydrosols and mists, salves and oils, tinctures and teas. Mm -hmm. Um, What is what is another thing that you would want people to leave them with in terms of the types of things you're offering? Yeah.
1: I mean, gosh, it's such a, a hard, cause I, that's I truly lot. do love every single thing that I do. Um, so it's hard for me to be like, Oh, this is the one. But I would say, you know, recently um, this, this particular technology was passed to me in a dream. And so I'm like, really feeling excited about it right now, um, and and it's mm-hmm. an offering called The Rites of Fire, and it is um, a custom-built ritual container to hold your prayer, the, whatever the prayer is, in your heart. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like one big push to the universe to say, Hey, I'm here doing the work. I'm showing up. I need some assistance. Yeah. And just sending yeah. those prayers out as far as we can and working yeah. together in, in creating a, a custom built, um, which is not just like a, I decide what we're doing with this ritual thing. No, it's I know. Like,
0: I, I, I'm, do, I'm doing yes. it with you. So I know Yeah, it's, a, so it's, it's very custom. It's, um, and, and I, I think you can. People can go to your website under services, and that's where yes, it is, right? It's in the services, and, the and oh, I'm okay,
1: fully for sure. booked for okay, January, perfect. but my waiting list is open. That's good. So,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Get, get on, on that waiting, waiting list. list, everybody. Uh, well, Alexis Nicole mm-hmm. Smith, thank you for taking the time to come and talk to Andy and I on Tiny Little Victories and sharing. I feel very inspired. I feel I feel very inspired. And, Me too. Um, I don't, yeah, I've been right? just like I a mean, gallery it, back there, I mean,
2: just like <laughs> trying not to let any background <laughs> noises come out. and just listening, going, just shaking my head. I think it hurts from shaking. I'm like, yes, yes. So just to let you know. Yes, I know. Yes, yeah. yes, yes
0: so much. <laughs> and I was looking all day for ocean sounds because I really wanted to play these ocean <laughs> sounds because of yes. a story that uh, Alexis had told me, like in addition, after we talked, but she said sometimes her husband and herself sit on their porch and he says or you said, I think I can smell the ocean tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by that because where I was, I was telling Gigi, my beagle, I think I smell the ocean tonight. It feels like the ocean. And I. she paints a picture. Alexis definitely paints a picture. And I would like to say if anybody is in Marfa, please go to Acatillo Botanica. And if not, go to OcotilloBotanica.com. I will put the the store the shop in the show notes and it will be a fabulous experience for you guys and how many people get to walk into a temple and to a lighthouse every day not many so we thank you thank you yes. for that. yes
1: i'm entirely okay. humbled and grateful for the opportunity i've been given oh that's so
0: awesome <laughs> Okay, well, we will let you finish up your mm. your magical time there, and uh, we will see you on the Sounds flippy flip. Sounds good. Thank you. I don't even know why I said that. It doesn't even match your flippy flip. There is Where a does flippy flip. From? I feel like it's I need. It's like the between the okay, flips. A... Yeah. yeah. Okay, between the flips. Okay, we'll say goodnight then. How about goodnight. that? Yeah. <laughs> good night. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's your intro to welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. I'm your host, Jennifer Kite Powell, and this is your co-host, Andy Trammell. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hello, hello. And hey, you got hello, you guys. Um I have some very cool sounds that I wanted to use. So I thought maybe that'd be a fun way to sneak up on you guys with this last segment before we talk about. What we took away from Alexis's conversation, and for me, that was I think I said this on the podcast where I said I was lurking at her store, and it felt like a light, and then on the podcast, she said, "I set this up so it would be a light for people, and I'm thinking that's a massive like to do check off list for businesses. I was very impressed by that. It's
2: instant validation for her intention it's, it's, it's I, I it's love that beautiful, yeah, I loved it too,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is like if you set your attention, uh, or I'm gonna quote one of your favorite movies. If you build it, they will come. Field of Dreams. I know everybody has to go watch Field of Dreams right now, right? Yeah,
2: I love that movie. is just so good. It's you can watch it. All it's the time. so good. It's just so good.
0: You can, and also it's very, very related to what you know she was saying what she was doing. I wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen. And so she is having, I want I'll put it in the notes, everybody, but she's having a workshop on February 5th, planetary days. So you can go and learn about like the pull of the planets each day and, you know, maybe make some changes. Maybe not. It's up to you. But I want to thank everybody for coming. I definitely want to thank Andy for coming in, co-hosting with me. I hope you'll come no, back. No, thank
2: you so much. It, I would, anytime, anytime. Okay. On Yay. Sh- me, that's
0: on my to-do, that's on my to-do list, by the way. Check, get Andy to come back. Check, <laughs> oh done.
2: I feel so honored. It's my intentions, yeah. I feel so honored. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. No, thank you. And also want to thank all these people. You know, I've been sharing this with you, but you guys are really sharing and listening. And I love the sharing. It makes my heart engorged with love for you guys. So please come back next week and for the next episode of Tiny Little Victories.